0: Author Media presents Novel Marketing, the longest-running book marketing podcast in the world. This is the show for writers who want to build their platform, sell more books, and change the world with writing worth talking about. I'm your host, the professor of book sales, Thomas Homestead, Jr., and today we're going to be talking about author websites, search engine optimization, how Google works, and more. Uh, But first, I should say, um, this is going to be a shorter-than-normal episode. I had surgery a couple of weeks ago and the recovery has been rough and a lot longer than I expected. Uh, And I've had uh, terrible vertigo, which is new. Never had that before. And so it's made it uh, hard to work. And on top of that, my Margaret, my pregnant wife and Mercy, our one-year-old and I all came down with colds. So it's just been uh, one thing after another. So we're going to uh, keep this episode short, but I did want to give you uh, something. So back in episode 204, uh, Jim and I talked about pruning and focus. And if you remember, this is the episode where Jim announced uh, that he's stepping down from actively co-hosting the podcast. We both talked about how we were doing uh, too many things and we we're trying to focus. And the, the Chinese proverb that keeps echoing through my mind is the man who chases two rabbits catches uh, neither one. And so, you know, one of my goals was to reduce the number of websites uh, I maintain. And owning a website is a lot like owning a pet. It's a lot of fun, but it also requires upkeep. It requires maintenance. It requires attention. And it is possible to have too many websites, and it is possible uh, to have uh, too many pets. Uh, The more websites you have also, the more confusing it is uh, for people who are trying to find you. So while it's tempting to set up a website for every book you have and set up a website for every series, uh, that can get you into trouble in the long run as I have learned the hard way. So uh, I used to have five websites. I now have four, uh, thomasumstatt.com, authormedia.com, novelmarketing.com, and then christianpublishingshow.com. And this is still too many, (laughs) and making matters worse, uh, authormedia.com and novelmarketing.com do basically the same thing for the same audience. So I've decided to combine uh, those websites into one website. And I want to kind of talk about how we're going about that process and giving you tips on how uh, to do the same. And also kind of explain how best to do this from Google's perspective so it doesn't hurt your search rankings. And I'm realizing we haven't talked about Google's algorithm and search engine optimization much recently. So we'll, I'll explain some uh, important elements to that. So even if you're not planning on combining websites, you may find this episode to be helpful. But if you want to skip it, you won't hurt my feelings. This is uh, disease rattled brain Thomas talking to you today. Uh, So, um, yeah, take that for what it's, uh, for what that's worth. Now, this is something you may face because uh, you you may, you know, maybe you launched a website for a book or a series a few years ago, and now uh, that book doesn't need its own website. Or maybe your publisher had a website for your book, and after three years or five years, they've told you they're winding down that website. They're not going to pay uh, to keep it active anymore. So combining websites is actually something a lot of authors face a lot more often than you might expect. So let's talk about the wrong way to do it. And this is the way I think most people do it because they don't know any other way. And that is they just simply delete the old website (laughs) or they delete the old website and maybe copy some of the pages over uh, to the new website. And this is a huge mistake um, for several reasons. Uh, One is that everyone who was coming to the old website now is hitting a page that says this page cannot be found. It's what's called a 404 error. Everyone who's bookmarked that website now can't find you. And search engines that go to that website hit the 404 error as well, and you lose all of the credibility, all of the rankings that you have built. Uh, with Google unnecessarily. You don't have to lose your search engine reputation when you delete a website. Uh, in fact, you can maintain all of that, those rankings. So let's talk about the right way to do it. Um, so the first thing to the, your, your primary tool when it comes to combining websites or moving websites or merging websites is something called a 301 redirect. So there's two primary kinds of redirects that are used on websites, 301 redirects and 302 redirects. A 302 redirect is a temporary redirect. It's used for, for whatever reason you want a page to point to another page and send visitors to the next page, but you only want to do it for a short period of time. And for most part, most authors never use 302 redirects. Uh, 301 redirects are what's called a permanent redirect. And when a human comes to a 301 redirect page, so let's say you visit novelmarketing.com, once we have completed this um, merging process, the human visitor will then be taken to a new web page. In our case, it will be authormedia.com forward slash novel marketing, which is like a home page for novel marketing inside the author media. Uh, website. More on that uh, here in a second. Uh, so that's what happens when the human visits the page. When a robot, say from Google or from Bing, visits the web page, they see the 301 redirect and that tells them this page that you did have on your list is going away uh, or it has gone away permanently. Please replace it with the new page. And Google is really good at doing this. They will replace often, sometimes within days. All of those pages that were um, on the old site, and they'll just instantly vanish. It's actually one of the fastest ways to make a website go away. Uh, and, But here's the great part. It replaces it with the new ones. Google rewards webmasters for using 301 redirects because Google does not want an internet full of 404 errors. That is not, that is not good for Google, and it's not good for humans. It's really irritating, really, to hit 404 errors, especially when it's unnecessary. So let's say you had a website for your book and, you know, and you had booktitle.com and it went to a special website just for your book. Well, what you would do is you would set up a redirect where that, uh, you know, yourbooktitle.com points to yourname.com forward slash books forward slash your book title or whatever the URL is for the page that's just about that book. And you can have multiple pages, all 301 redirect to the same page. So maybe you used to have a website and it had five pages all about your book, and now you've combined them all into one page on your new website. You can have all of those pages redirect users to the one page, which puts all of your eggs on that one page basket. That one page might rank even better than the five pages ranked separately on your old site, and everyone visiting those old pages either through old emails or through bookmarks or through whatever, or a link from some blog that talks about your website and links to it, they click on it, they'll be redirected to the new website. A lot of web hosts actually will let you do this uh, for free right in the web host uh, dashboard. So uh, Namecheap lets you do this. Uh, There's uh, some other tools as well. I think Hover lets you do this as well. Um, And you can even do it with uh, services like Cloudflare. So you don't have to pay any money for this and it can stay up as long as you own the domain, which I recommend you keep ownership of any domain that you have actively used. Because if you let the domain lapse, So let's say we let novelmarketing.com lapse. That would be a huge mistake because somebody else could buy novelmarketing.com and all of the old traffic, right? Many people have heard novelmarketing.com. We've mentioned it on lots of podcast episodes. It's on business cards, on all sorts of things. Maybe two or three years from now, if that domain were to expire, somebody else could buy it. And confuse people and kind of steal our credibility. It's like um, letting your phone number, like a popular phone number for a pizza place in town, right? That everyone memorizes, it's in all the jingles. If you let that expire, your competing pizza company could buy that phone number and suddenly they're calling your competitor instead of you and they're very confused and your competitor gets that business. Or even worse, Uh, someone who is incompatible with your brand could buy that domain and use it uh, for ways that hurt your brand. So you want to make sure that you keep your domains registered, that the email address that you have with your domain registrar is a valid email address that you're going to use long into the future. The most common mistake I see authors make uh, when it comes to their uh, domain names, is that they have it uh, tied with like their Comcast.com email address or their AT&T, uh, dot com email address. And when they get a different internet service provider, they move to a new town that doesn't have Comcast, that email address stops working. And that email saying, hey, your domain's about to expire, they never get. Or it goes to their old Yahoo spam address that they don't ever check. And they don't get the notifications that their domain expires. And then somebody else. In fact, I have seen on multiple occasions an author forget to renew their own name.com. And the most common thing that happens uh, w- uh, when they do this is that I am. Um somebody buys it and holds it for ransom. So I had one friend uh, who let her domain expire and somebody else bought it and wouldn't sell it back for anything less than $500. So instead of paying $10 a year, she had to pay $500 to get her name.com back when she had previously owned it and she had just forgotten uh, to renew it. So you want to keep that domain owned. It's only $10 a year, $12 a year and you just want to point it at the new domain. And this is, once you learn how to do this, it's actually really powerful. Because in the future, I don't recommend setting up a separate website for your book. I recommend just buying the URL, booktitle.com and redirect it to a page on your website about that book. And if you want an example of this, go to courtshipincrisis.com. That's the title of my book. And if you go there, it will redirect you to thomaslumstat.com forward slash books forward slash courtshipincrisis, where I have a My Book Table page set up with all of the buttons to buy the book, reviews from Goodreads, and all the other information that you'd ever want about the book, including like ordering it bulk and all kinds of stuff. All right, so that's three uh, three hundred one redirects is uh, where you know once you take down that old site, those old pages, you have those URLs redirect to um, their equivalents on the new website. So uh, now this may mean that you need to merge some pages, right? So you probably don't need two about pages. You probably don't need two contact pages, right? Those pages are going to get combined. It's actually a good opportunity to go make sure your about page is up to date. Those are uh, very easily get out of date. In fact, that's your all of your homework today, <laughs> this week, is to go check your about page and make sure that it has been updated in the last year. Uh, it's not hard to update your about page, but you just have to be reminded, so consider this uh, your friendly reminder. Now, let's say you have a website with a bunch of pages, or even like two or three. Uh, There's a, and you're using WordPress, WordPress is really good at making it easy to move pages from one website to another. There's some plugins that will help you do this, but actually the functionality is built right into WordPress itself. So if you go into your WordPress dashboard on the sidebar, it's a button that says tools, and you'll notice one of the tools is import, One of the tools is export. So you just export the old site and then import it into the new site. You can move over all your blog posts. You can move over all the comments. It's very fast, very powerful. And one of the cool things about WordPress, they don't lock you in, they don't tie you down uh, because you could export from WordPress and import into any one of their competitors. And I'll tell you, since WordPress is so popular, all of their competitors support WordPress's import-export functionality, Uh, but it's also useful for importing and exporting from WordPress into WordPress and the Divi theme, which is what I use on most of my websites, which is this beautiful drag and drop uh, WordPress theme that's like Squarespace or Wix. It's that easy to use, but with all of the power of WordPress. Um, which is what I use. I rebuilt AuthorMedia.com in it. I rebuilt NovelMarketing.com in it um, previously. And Divi has an import-export feature. So I was able to export the homepage of NovelMarketing.com, and it took like two minutes. So easy. There's literally a button, import-export on every Divi page, Just a little up arrow, down arrow. I just clicked it, I exported it, I saved a file, and then I opened up... Um, on Author Media Divi page, I clicked the same button, the up arrow, down arrow to import it, and did a little scroll bar, took 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and boom, the whole homepage of novelmarketing.com had been moved over with all the graphics, all the styles, everything exactly as it was, uh, just with the new menu along the top for Author Media and the Author Media logo. It was brilliant. It was beautiful. I did the same thing for the a podcast host directory landing page. I was able to export it from novelmarketing.com and import it into authormedia.com using Divi, and it was so easy. And, and Divi is the theme that I recommend. I, I have an affiliate link if any of you want to uh, check it out. Uh, it's uh, You can get a lifetime access uh, for it for with Elegant Themes. I've been using Elegant Themes, themes for 10 years, and Divi is by far their best one. It's kind of subsumed all their other themes um, because it's just so easy to work with. Um, And oh, so uh, one other thing that's a good way to do it, you don't have to do this again, if it's um, when you're merging sites, you wanna kind of take a step back and think about like the structure of it and how this would make sense for end users. So it may make sense, like if you have a book website with four or five pages, that you consolidate that down to just one page on your new website. But you could also create a website within a website. You have effectively a second homepage inside of your website. This is what we're doing with Author Media. There's a, a novel marketing section inside of uh, Author Media. And uh, the novel marketing page inside of the Author Media website feels and acts a lot like a homepage. It's a longer page, it's got lots of content elements that take you in a lot of different places. And this is where, if you go to novelmarketing.com, you'll end up here once we're done with the merger. Um, like I said, I've been sick, so this process is moving a little bit slower uh, than it would have otherwise. Uh, but you know, my hope is, for a lot of people, they won't even notice. You know, They'll go to novelmarketing.com and everything will work just the way it's always worked. And they may not even notice that they're on a new website. And uh, one of the big benefits of this is that uh, instead of having two buckets with two different sets of Google points, right, Author Media does really well on Google. It's won lots of awards. The blog posts there, some of them have gotten hundreds of thousands of page views, uh, maybe over a million on on one of them, just for the one post. Like author media ranks really well. Uh, Novel marketing doesn't rank as well, partly because um, show notes aren't as interesting to Google as like fully written out blog posts, right? What we post on novelmarketing.com is just show notes currently. I'm actually thinking about expanding this and uh, bringing on a, a virtual assistant to kind of expand take a transcript and turn it into a, a blog post. In fact, if any of you are looking for a virtual assistant job and you have some blogging experience and you want to work with me, uh, do send me a message <laughs> uh, through the website authormedia.com uh, with your resume. I would be um, very happy to take a look at it. So just be a part-time uh, virtual. Uh, Position, but it'd be a a fun opportunity to to learn some stuff and also to get some good experience and make some money. Wow, I'm really rambling in this episode. I apologize. Uh, But anyway, create a website uh, within a website. And when you do this and you combine your Google points into one bucket, so to speak, it can be the difference between fourth place and third place or second place, right? It helps you raise in the rankings uh, because Google looks at how many people are visiting your website through their own internal metrics. And more importantly, how many links are pointing to your website. And oh, uh, one more thing about 301 redirects, what makes them so magical. When somebody links to your website, that's like a vote for how high they think your website should rank on Google. The more people linking to your website, the higher you rank. And if they link to a web page that 301s into another web page, pretty much all of the authority transfers with that 301 uh, redirect to the new page. Uh, which is really great, especially the way that I'm recommending it. There there are people who try to cheat the system and do weird, crazy things with 301 redirects, and they can get into trouble. But this is not what I'm recommending. What I'm recommending is like the reason why 301 redirects exist. (laughs) So Google's very happy to transfer that authority uh, to the new website rather than giving someone a 404. Um, so a couple of final tips. Uh, one is, you know, don't look uh, – don't be too quick to shut down the old website. It's okay to keep the websites up, uh, both of them, for a couple of days to make sure that everything's been transferred over correctly. Uh, also, it might make sense to make sure that the Wayback Machine has a copy of the old website, partly just for posterity's sake, right? Uh, the Wayback Machine takes a historical record of the Internet. And so, you know, make sure that it's uh, – has a copy of your website, but it's also useful in case you forgot to move over a page or something. You can pull it up on the Wayback Machine and copy and paste it over uh, later. And that's uh, archive.org is where you can find the Wayback Machine. And I do encourage you to look up yahoo.com in 1996 if you want to go down memory lane. The internet has changed quite a bit uh, over the years. And uh, yeah, so oh, so if I were to summarize this episode in one sentence, it would be, When merging websites, turn your 404s into 301s. (laughs) So realize that that wouldn't make any sense perhaps at the beginning of the episode, but hopefully now you understand what that means. Turn your uh, pages that would have been 404 errors into 301 redirects. And if you do that, uh, you're going to get more traffic, you're going to rank higher and potentially sell more books. Our sponsor today is the Five-Year Plan uh, for Becoming a Best-Selling Author. This is our incredibly popular course that walks you through the first five years of your writing career. It's the one I, this course I put together with best-selling and now Hall of Fame author James L. Rubart, who was just, just inducted into the um, Writer's Hall of Fame uh, for the Christie Awards. Uh, which is a very high honor. So I did it with him. He's the other instructor. And we walk you through exactly what to do in each quarter of your first five years if you want to hit the bestseller list. And um, the the price on this course is gonna be going up. We're gonna be making some upgrades to it uh, as we've already hinted at. We're starting to talk about that already what those improvements are going to be. But everyone who buys the course now at the current price gets those improvements. So as we make the improvements and upgrades to the course, the price of the course is going to be going up. So now is the time uh, to get the course. And as of, and as always, uh, patrons can save 50%. Uh, so you can find out more about that in Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, our patron of the week is Jennifer Lamont Leo, author of You're the Cream in My Coffee. In 1928, small town woman Marjorie uh, Corrigan travels to Chicago and thinks she sees her first love believed killed in the Great War, alive and well in a Chicago train station. Suddenly, everything in her life is up for grabs. And thank you, Jennifer, for being a patron. Of the novel marketing podcast, I greatly appreciate all of you who help uh, keep us on the air. Especially as I'm facing all of these medical bills, <laughs> very thankful uh, for all of you. And um, oh, uh, one other improvement I made to the website is that uh, we now list all of the patrons on each episode. Uh, who are $10 and above. So we added, like I mentioned last week, the new $10 level, which gets you featured on the website of of authormedia.com. And these are links to your website uh, from our website. Uh, and potentially to your book as well. If you're published, you don't have to be published to be a $10 patron. You don't have to be, uh, have a website, but it makes sense because you get everything in the $5 level plus you get your um, website featured. So it's a little bit cheaper than having your book featured live on the air, which is the $20 level, but you do still get it featured on authormedia.com. It won't be featured on uh, novelmarketing.com because we're turning that website off. (laughs) So I just added it uh, to authormedia.com and Save myself uh, the double work. Uh, if you had, ha- if you have a question you'd like for me to answer on a future episode, do call our listener helpline five one two. You can also send us a high-quality recording at authormedia.com forward slash contact. I was just, uh, right before I recorded this, making sure that new contact page has an MP3 upload uh, section. In fact, I'd love for you uh, to test it out. And if it doesn't work, do let me know. (laughs) So uh, anyway, you have been listening to a... um, Somewhat sick, Thomas Humpstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you innovative ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.